and welcome to the Move With Love podcast. I'm your host, Bree Johnson of Heart and Bones Yoga. This podcast is a love letter to yoga teachers, talking about the parts of teaching yoga you probably didn't get in your teacher training. Things like, what do you do about the doubts, fears, and worries about your teaching? Well, I've been teaching yoga and teacher trainings for almost 20 years, and let me tell you, I have been there. And each episode is a love letter to you, inspiring your teaching and getting you more confident in who you are as a teacher so that you can get out there and help more people move with love. There's an interesting tension between the known and the unknown, something I think many yoga teachers forget. They forget that they'll never possibly know everything. Think about that for a second. Do you feel that you don't know enough? Do you feel like you're scrolling through Instagram and somebody just shows something new and you're like, oh man, I gotta, (laughs) I didn't know that. I gotta update my teaching. And then it creates this cycle of not feeling like you'll ever know enough. But when you forget that, that's when pressure can arise. And I, I like to think of it as sneaky pressure that you might not even be aware of. It starts to show up as a lot of shoulds or comparisons to other teachers. Shows up as self-doubt, a seeking of new information, and possibly even discrediting the experience or knowledge that you already have. Which all will maybe leave you feeling like you're swept away from your center and feeling like you're never good enough. I think one of the first things we should be taught in a yoga teacher training is that you will never know everything. Yeah, think about that for a second. Imagine, imagine you walked in to your first day of your first teacher training and your teachers told you, you're not going to know everything. (laughs) And while that might bring a little moment of fear, like what? I wonder if we thought about that a little bit more, if it would bring a little sense of relief, an internal letting go and an easing of that, that unconscious sneaky pressure that you might not have even know you were carrying. Because guess what? You can't possibly ever get anything perfectly right. Emphasis on the word perfect. You'll get things right, hopefully, and we'll get things wrong, especially in the process of learning. But perfect? I don't know about that. You're not supposed to have all the answers. You're not supposed to have all the solutions for people. Because try finding the right answers for yourself, right? It's all a process of learning and uncovering. And as yoga teachers... Well, we're not supposed to know everything for everybody, everybody and every person. We started trainings thinking, this is it. I'm going to learn. I'm doing my teacher training. I'm going to have knowledge and all that other stuff, right? And then we leave the training and start teaching and realize how woefully inadequate we may feel standing up there in front of a room of people being expected to guide their mind, body, spirit, and heart. Yeah, no pressure, right? But what if, again, if we were told right from the start that knowledge comes with practice, that growth comes with experience, and one training is not going to give you everything you need to know, that the most potent training comes in the form of teaching itself, from being open to making mistakes and really just showing up, ready to be imperfect. So then, if we never ever will know everything, if we don't have all the answers for people, then what are we teaching? Well, if you're like the majority of yoga teachers in the West, you're likely teaching a movement-based yoga class, which means there's a beautiful opportunity to ask yourself, well, why am I teaching? What do I want to achieve as a teacher? These are really great questions that I'm not sure a lot of people actually have maybe ever asked themselves. 
Think about that for a second. Have you ever asked, why are you teaching yoga? If I asked that to you right now, what would you say? Would, it, would an answer come readily to your mouth, to your lips? Or would you have to pause and think about that? Let alone the question, what do I want to achieve as a yoga teacher? That's a big one. Think about that for a second. Pause. Press pause if you want, or I'll wait with you here. Think about that. What do I want to achieve as a teacher? Hmm. Good work to ponder. But I think it's safe to assume for most people, the short answer is that they want to make a difference. Great. Well, my friends, here's the good news. By offering a space for people to move with awareness of themselves, whether that's detailed alignment of the body, simply connecting to the experience of their breath, that makes a difference. Simple awareness gets people out of habits, even just for a few moments at a time. Yoga can be a pattern disruption, which means we're disrupting habits. We're disrupting unconscious ways of being. When you have a diverse group of people in one class, there is no possible way that you'll ever be able to give everyone what they need. (laughs) But here's where the magic is. What people need can be found right where it is. Can be found right in the moments where they slow down, they get out of their heads, even if it's just for a few moments at a time. There's an alchemy that happens in the practice of awareness. Awareness itself is the change we're seeking. It's that pattern disruption. It's the moment to see more clearly or different possibilities. Talking throughout the class, telling people what to think or feel may actually take them away from the awareness. So as teachers, it's actually quite simple. Inviting people to notice, bottom line, is the awareness and at the very least that we can do. Having that pressure and having that sense of reinventing the wheel, always coming up with a new pose or new sequence each week is not untrue, but it doesn't have to be that way each time. Yes, repetition is good. Repeating some of the same poses week after week is actually really great for people to see progress, to trust that they are learning and making changes. And bringing in new things is also really great as a teacher. It's, it's a good way to refresh people, to get them out of any sort of pattern that they have. But do you need to keep advancing people into new poses every week and every time? Do you always need new mobility work? Again, yeah, but no. But no, (laughs) I really truly think at the end of the day, the simplest answer is, are we at least offering moments of awareness? Are we at least offering people the opportunities to move, to slow down, to have little input into their, their world and their practice and their life so that they can actually see themselves a little bit more clearly? Really, truly, at the heart, you can trust that new information allows people to see and experience differently. But in the context of a world where we're all plugged into technology more than ever, and when we're inundated with messages from capitalism, where, you know, you got to be busy, productivity, learn, 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 do, 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 less is more. However you guide people to awareness does not have to be complex. You are still a good teacher if you teach a simple class. Because what is advanced? What is growing and deepening one's yoga practice? Well, really, contrary to what most people believe or popular yoga culture shows us, it's not about getting our leg around our head. It's refining the layers of awareness 
And again, less is more. The, the less and more, the less we teach, so to speak, you know, throwing a bunch of very detailed long cues, the more we can bring awareness and quiet and spaciousness into a class, then, <laughs> then that awareness can arise. So really, it doesn't mean you have to have a PhD in kinesiology or spend years meditating in a cave to teach yoga. We know this. Because no matter what the style you teach, the words you use, the movements you choose, don't forget that at the heart of it, you're teaching awareness. And it's the awareness that is the yoga, not you as the yoga teacher. We create space, we create intention, but we can't control how people pick up our classes. Meaning we can't control how somebody is going to respond, whether they love the class, whether they, whether they like the class. Again, that's out of our control. We as teachers simply have to show up and trust the practice, trust that we're offering moments of awareness for people, however that lands for them. And then your sense of pressure. So remember, you may be coming into your classes, you may be coming into your role as a yoga teacher full of this unconscious, or for some of us, very conscious sense of pressure. So I hope this conversation helps to ease that sense of pressure you might feel on yourself to go, okay, yes, I can still learn. Yes, I can grow and expand my practice. Yes, I can repeat the same sequences each week. And yes, I can also add in new things and teach slightly different and whatever it is for you. Keep growing as a teacher, but when you start to go into that overthinking phase, when you start to compare or doubt and go, well, uh-oh, are people liking my classes? Uh-oh, I better do something brand new. Oh, then it's become less about the yoga. So go back to those first questions that we talked about. Why do you teach yoga? How do you want to teach yoga? What do I want to achieve as a yoga teacher? What do I want the outcome of my classes to be? Write these things down. I hope that I'm, I'm not sharing this just so that's an ethereal thing to think about, my friends. How we change and how we grow. Part of our practice as teachers is to do this inner work. So I lovingly remind you or ask you to take a couple minutes after listening to this and write down, well, what do I want to teach as a yoga teacher? How do I want to teach? Why am I teaching? Write down as many answers as it, as it can come out for you. And they, some of those answers can be totally silly. Like, I want to make a million dollars. I'm teaching yoga because I love it. You know, or I'm teaching yoga because it made a big difference in my life. And I want to share that same opportunity for others. Whatever it is, how many answers you have, write them down, please, please, please. And when you write them down, the next one is, of course, what do I want to achieve as a teacher? But well, and, and that's a, and that's an interesting one. If you start to write down very simple answers, like I just want people to feel good, I, I recommend going a little bit deeper with that. Instead of just feeling like, oh, I want to go and have people feel good at the end of the class. Well, expand on what feeling good actually is. What does feeling good in your mind look like for the people in your classes? And then again, the more articulate and the more specific you can get on your answers, you're going to start to have this beautiful working image and clarity around yourself as a teacher. So then next time, and it's going to happen because this is the way of the mind, next time you go and you start to feel doubt and you feel like you have to reinvent the wheel as a teacher, pause, come back to the, what you wrote down, reconnect to that truth for yourself. 
And then maybe that pressure will ease just a little bit more. All right, I hope that helps. It's simple, but it's hard. But can we trust that yoga is about awareness? That as teachers, we're offering people to spaces to learn more about themselves, where through teaching, we as yoga teachers are also learning more about ourselves. Thank you so much for tuning in with me. Write down those questions. And if you want to learn more and hang out with me, you can find me over at heartbonesyoga.com. Join our international online yoga studio full of move with lovers around the world. You can find me also on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Heart and Bones Yoga. Leave comments, subscribe to this podcast, leave a review, all that other usual stuff, and see you in the next episode.